Welcome to the Struggling Hunters. Uh, today is episode 99. And actually, I kind of wanted to start this episode by saying we got 99 problems, but making an episode ain't one. <laughs> now, it's kind of exciting being here. Obviously, next week we got 100. It's a pretty cool feeling. You know, we've been working hard on trying to make this hunting podcast a go and uh, making it, you know, into something. And, and I mean, we've been having so much fun doing it and, and uh, we've learned a lot ourselves uh, along the way and we're at 99. So I'm pretty excited about that. I'm sure Joe, you are too. huh? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh. So hopefully, hopefully the listeners are uh, excited about us being at 99 or, you know, you Hopefully. guys, yeah, you guys are the only reason that we are here, really. I mean, you know, uh, we've had we've had growth along the way and just kind of keep growing. And uh, it's it's overwhelming, you know, because we just we're, we're probably not the best marketers whenever it comes to this stuff. And like just <laughs> to see the the people that follow us and listen to us is, is pretty cool. So I uh, appreciate I mean, it's all, you know it's all because of you guys that uh, we're here at 99. So um, I'm just pretty excited about it. And uh, tonight we got some stuff to uh, go over, I guess, I guess I could get started in uh, Joe and I, this weekend we were hanging out and uh, uh, the first time I ever went to uh, Shills over in Utah and, uh, it was a pretty cool store, man. It was really cool. The the Ferris wheel, obviously. Um, yeah. We were only there for a little bit. I had to hold Joe back and <laughs> tell him he couldn't ride it to because we had to get going. But um, and then that that uh, fish tank was pretty cool. Uh, that Shill store is just a really neat store. I like how down below is kind of more. Uh, how would you explain that, Joe? More like uh, I guess. <laughs> say almost average person friendly like you know it's more i guess closed, it's kind of, right like right. you don't have to be into the hunting world to to be in there more kind or of less. like kind of like recreational outdoors right right like, yeah yeah, yeah non-specific to to like it's more just general outdoors not specific to any particular thing in the outdoors yeah but what's neat about it is is like i was telling you i'm like man you know my wife could come and hang out down downstairs basically and i could have all my fun upstairs and and uh hopefully we don't spend too much money so <laughs> right but it, it's kind of funny so <clears throat> we were just kind of looking around but we did come across the the turkey load since turkey season is coming up here soon and uh i have a cabela's card because where where i'm at it's uh it's i that's all we have is cabela's so i have a cabela's card that i use everywhere and uh whenever we went to go buy the the turkey load shotgun shells um the the girl was like what what's that card and i'm like oh yeah huh so it was kind of funny though i thought kind of laughed about it just had a Cabela's card at Shields. It was like I offended <laughs> her or something, but 
Um, <laughs> what did you think about holding those holding those uh, twelve hundred dollar bows? Oh, that was that was that was kind of that was fun. It was interesting. It was uh, kind of nice to to I guess to put your hand on put a hand on some of those uh, upper tier bows. I guess you can say. Yeah. Just to, you know, I'm used to my, uh, what do you call it? My history of bows is, is old. Like, you know, I, my two bows that I've been hunting with the past three years, it, you know, I think there's a combined age of like probably 40, 50 years. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if I put the two bows together with how old they are, it probably adds up to about 50 years old or more <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah but you got your your newest and latest and greatest yeah my so. newest one yeah but still it those other those newer ones there though that it, it was just nice to i guess you want to call it the ergonomics of the of how the bows set in your hand and how they feel there was a dip you know there's a di- little different of a balance to them but you know they felt not that I didn't think, don't think mine doesn't feel quite good or not bad. I'm getting lost in my words, but those newer ones, they haven't had it, I guess, a, yeah, just to use a little bit more friendlier feel to them, I guess, or resting in your hands. I think, I think that's the thing with, uh, with those bows, the, the, the high, the higher tier bows is you look at them, you know, I have an entry level bow you kind of have a mid-range bow and you see those higher tier bows and, and uh, just like looking at them, you're like, ah, what's the difference? You know, they, they fling out arrows. Like what's the big deal uh, until you actually feel them. Then you're like, Oh, I, I get it. I get why they're $1,200 now. Yeah. And so it's, it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty not. Ni- they're pretty nice. I definitely want to get my hands on one in the future. Speaking of that, though, I'm actually in the process of. It's an older bow, but it's a PSE source. And uh, is source I, the model? The model, yeah. Okay, I didn't know if you're like you know. It's a PSE, but kind of sourced. Oh, by, yeah. made by someone else that's PSE sources too yeah yeah um yeah I don't if you know anything about I, I don't really know a lot about PSE I know they're they're pretty good bows but uh but yeah I got my I got a pretty good deal on it recently um kind of like the bow community if you will a friend of mine was selling selling his and and uh so, anyways, I'm kind of excited about it. I should be getting it here in the next couple of days, um, and uh, get that all set up and ready to shoot. And just one of those deals you couldn't pass up. You know, he's wanting to sell it for whatever reason, and <laughs> called me up and was, you know, and I was almost like, nah, I'm, I'm all right. But um, you know, it's kind of I think it's that that higher mid it is, it is about seven, eight years old, but at the same time, it's kind of that mid higher range bow, uh, dual limb kind of bow. So, um, and I've shot it before, actually, I actually have a little bit of history with it and I really liked it. So, uh, pretty excited about getting it. I just got it. I just have to get some goodies for it and, and I'll be ready to rock. It has, uh, 
as of right now, as it sets, it's the PSC bow, but it also has the uh, has uh, some aftermarket strings. Oh, so which you say nice. that as if like you know it's a <laughs> like it's a a four like a pickup truck or a, like you know a sports car with some aftermarket engine setting in it. Ah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, the way I understand aftermarket strings is is uh, that I, I guess it really helps the vibration and stuff in the bow. And um, the guy that I'm buying the bow from is the one that's kind of sold me on this way before he sold me the bow. He's like, he was telling me that my current bow, my diamond. He's like, I ah, yeah, I get some. Uh, I, I can't remember the brand names, but he's like, you got to get some aftermarket strings on that and really settle down that vibration and, you know, more consistent shooting, more accurate and, you know, but he, he definitely sold me on the idea. So, so yeah, so I'll be, uh, I'll be getting that soon though. And kind of, cool. I'm pr- pretty excited about that. And, uh, Yeah, I guess that's about all I have for for that. I mean, not much more to talk about, but um, excited to be hanging with the big boys. I guess you know, getting getting <laughs> above the getting above the entry level bow, right? Um, but I mean, man, I really like my I really like my diamond. I mean, I have no complaints. I I know I'm kind of a a beginner in the game, and as I move up in bow and throughout time or whatever, I'm sure I'll understand the difference. And, and, uh, but that, that diamond's been good to me. I mean, I shoot fairly accurate with it and, uh, you know, it's just been a good bow, so I can't complain. And my wife, I think my wife is, uh, kind of jacked about it cause I'm going to hand that basically down to her to shoot. So all good, cool. all good. Yeah. So hopefully, I guess you're kind of banking on the fact that you got a new bow, so that's going to make you a better hunter. Yeah. No, probably not. Right. No. <laughs> no. Hopefully, though. Hopefully, I can't remember for sure, but that uh, that that particular bow, it's uh, comes with the guarantee of killing an elk. It, it should. Yeah. No. The the. Uh, the axle, the axle is a little longer. Oh, okay. Which I mean, I guess in some ways could be a downfall, but uh, my whenever I shot it before, I, I really liked the way it felt and the the axle. I, th- I want to say it was thirty two or thirty three inches axle to axle, or okay. somewhere in there. And uh, but I kind of liked the way it angled and everything, and 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 it did feel like it made me. Uh, I shot better with it. Well, they say that the the greater the distance between axle to axle, the more accurate the bow is. It, it makes sense because I mean my my limited um, experience with it and and doing or shooting a different bow. Uh, when he's selling it to me with nothing on it, but he did have it all set up the way he liked it and everything, and and. Uh, he had he had stabilizers front and back and i mean he kind of had it all set up to where whenever i shot it it was 
pretty comfortable and everything was set up to make it pretty accurate. But I, I, I mean, just, I remember releasing the arrow with it and, and, um, it just felt, it just felt like a nice bow. And, and, uh, I, I thought whenever I first got my, my diamond bow that it didn't have much vibration, but whenever I shot that bow, I remember kind of taking note of, I'm like, man, there was even less vibration. Gotcha. Which is those aftermarket strings is part of that. Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) Bringing it back full circle here. I see it back full circle. Exactly. Proving a point that it's all about those aftermarket strings. It doesn't matter who you are as a hunter or what equipment you're using. It's it's, it's like the shoelaces in a pair of shoes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's, It's kind of funny you say that. Um, I mean, I think it's very important to be as accurate as you can, but I've, I've kind of thought about that a lot. You know, everybody's always trying to hit quarters with their, with their arrow or with their bow, you know, and, and like making all these little tweaks and, and I think it's all important, but I'm like, man, on an elk, you got such a big kill zone. Like if you're a little off left or right, like, I mean, it's not that you want to slough it off. It's just, it's just, uh, I guess like, or one of my thoughts is like whisker biscuit versus versus drop away you know the 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 whisker bit or the drop away is slightly more accurate than the than the whisker biscuit but only at greater distances from the research that i've read and so i'm like you know i'm trying to i'm trying to evaluate pros How and cons you of that. With, with what you have on your bow yeah yeah like but uh, well that's it like just trying to evaluate what the ups and downs of that you know is is the drop away worth the money just to gain a 32 of an inch of more accuracy exactly but i kind of do want drop aways because i want to i want to get uh i want to eventually get to where i'm putting my own fletchings on on the arrows uh-huh. i want to i want to try that that helical uh, fletching i don't know why it just seems so cool to i'm surprised that well they probably do sell them i don't know i'm sure somebody has to sell them that way right right i'm sure i'm sure you can probably find some custom arrow maker that would do them too for sure for sure um, but it's kind of interesting as we sit here talking about, you know, like the different types of equipment you can put on your bow and, uh, and, you know, you're, you're looking at doing a, you wanting to go like to a drop away and, and, uh, I think my bow has a whisker biscuit on it right now and I'll probably get a hunt with it this year. Like, but you know, like I, I'm, I guess it, it doesn't really the, – the only thing that, that I think is awesome about the drop-aways is the technology. I think that's pretty cool. But, at, like, for me, I kind of want to keep my bow as simple as possible, and meaning that I don't want a lot of extra moving parts that, that might break on me when I'm out in the woods. You know, so you know, it's, just, it's just interesting and funny. You know, like not funny, but just the, the two different mindsets between – you and I in a way. Well, I, 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 I don't know. Like 
that's where that's where I kind of agree with you, and I've I've hesitated with uh, the evaluate or not evaluating, uh, weighing out which one is because you're right out in the woods, less moving parts, less chances of things going wrong. Right. And so I, I like the whisker biscuit that way with the drop away and, and like the helical arrows and stuff. It's more of just cause I am kind of a gadget guy or, or right. I like, I like right. shiny, I, I like shiny things. So I, you know, like I want to try with a price tag. <laughs> probably a little of both but but on a practical sense that's what i was that's the word i was looking for okay. on a practical sense i think the whisker biscuit out in the woods when you're hunting is probably the better option because of the fact that it's less moving parts drop away people are probably going to get mad at me for saying that but I mean, it, I mean, it's kind of, it's a factor. Right. So, I mean, I'd not, like I said, I think the technology behind it's awesome. I, if I'm not really going to make fun of anybody or even you, if that's the route you decide to go, like, you know, I'll, you know, I'll do it. <laughs> when you break down, I'll do whatever you need to, whatever needs to be done to help you. <laughs> Just carrying, carrying my extra whisker biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. Well, so a lot of people that I've talked to that that have dropaways, they're like, "Oh, I I carry a whisker biscuit in my bag." So I'm (laughs) like, "I'm like, so you kind of, kind of expecting it to to fail, right?" And you have to go back to the whisker biscuit. Problem is, though, is now in the woods, you're gonna try to make sure that you're you're lined up and square and everything else, you know. So, right? Why not just have the whisker biscuit? You know, that's why I'm saying like. (laughs) It goes back and forth. Like I said, I, right. because, because of, I am kind of a, you know, I like shiny things and new gadgets and stuff. And so well, I do like the drop away, but on a practical sense, I think a whisker biscuit is kind of better in the woods. And that's kind of like, you know, I guess the philosophy that I've been trying, you know, you try to navigate yourself as a hunter and, 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 uh, build up that belief zone of what you of what you believe in and what you stand behind as a hunter and person and you know like as as for me just kind of taking it down another rabbit hole but kind of along the same lines like uh, as I'm trying to decide even what gear I'm using you know um from wherever it from pack to pants to boots to hardware of rifle archery equipment and all that you know is you know, for me is kind of how simple can I keep it and you know and some of my like we're going kind of down a rabbit hole of cost too you know is pay more for some things less for some other um objects or items in my pack or what I'm wearing you know it just kind of goes along to what you what you want and what you're willing to do and I I've been trying to train my mind to kind of keep it as simple as possible for you know, for the budget side of it and for uh, what may break when I'm out in the woods. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a good uh, philosophy. Like uh, that digital, that digital uh, bow site. Yeah. Shills. Yeah. I, th- I was thinking about that. I didn't look. 
but I could see that actually it, it appeared and I could be wrong, but it appeared that it wasn't, it wasn't um, illuminated. So, it was oh. a di- you know, it was digital, but, but it wasn't illuminated. So we saw this, we saw this bow site and we were kind of like checking that at first what I thought it was, was like a, a, a range finder kind of like on your bow. That's what I thought it was at first. Cause I just saw the digital number and then I got to looking at it and it wasn't a range finder, but when you're trying to make a quick adjustment and your target is out at 45 or whatever yards, uh, it'll digitally show it on the screen. And uh, I was like, ah, that's pretty cool. You know, just cause of technology and stuff, but on a practical sense, there's two things that I think is kind of, Battery life being one, you gotta you gotta consider you know think about that when you're out there hunting. And then I don't think those digital numbers were illuminated. Uh, so if it's you know early in, in the morning, like it's first light, but it's still kind of that dark, you might have a hard time seeing your right distance. Oh, it was for a single pin too, I think. Uh, Wasn't it a single pin? Yeah, it was a single pin. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, it was cool. Like the idea of it was cool. Right. Or the thought of it was cool, but I practicality, I don't know if it was practical. And like, you know, it's like we, I talk like, like I, I have this hard no for everything that's like mechanical or, you know, like new or whatnot. Like I, I wouldn't, wouldn't never put it down to really try something. I'm just, that's just what I'm trying to keep myself set up for keeping things simple. So that way I don't have to have a headache, you know, when I'm out in the woods or scared something might break or is broken and I can't fix. Yeah. But I'm not opposed to trying something like that or, you know. Yeah. I kind of want to try it all. And I definitely, I definitely want to try a drop away eventually. Like I said, I want to try a drop away with, with the uh, helical spin oh, or the fletches. Right. Just because I just think it's kind of cool. And <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Just get that get that arrow to spin that much tighter to be that much more accurate whenever it leaves your bow. Just seems kinda, right. Seems pretty cool. So True. Um, well, I guess uh, do you want to talk about well, I was, I was just going to say maybe we should start winding down because we seem to go down a, a rabbit hole as we uh, wind stuff up. We'll spend an extra 10 or 15 minutes on things, trying to keep it a little bit shorter tonight. And um, I was going to say, what do is there anything we want to kind of closing thoughts on what we've discussed? Or uh, If you're in Colorado, the, the draw for uh, deer and elk, uh, is opened up or big game uh, is opened up for, for the draw. So I put in for mine tonight. Joe actually helped me find the codes while I was. That's something was, that's new or kind of confusing. So I don't mean to cut you off, but like it's between the two states of Utah and Colorado is understanding those dang hunt codes in Colorado. You know, like Utah, you just click into your deer and or elk, whatever. And then you, click what unit you want to hunt and where in Colorado you got to like 
type in a bunch of, I guess it kind of helps because, I mean, Utah, I think, has those hunt codes too, but the way you put in for it, you don't have to put in the hunt code. You just click on the name of the area you want to hunt. Yeah, I agree with you. Colorado is weird that way. I, I wish Colorado kind of simplified it a little more, but but once you get used to it, it, it I mean, it, it gets easier. You kind of understand the game, but but there's definitely a learning curve to putting in for for all that on uh Colorado side for sure. I don't really know exactly what Utah side looks like, but it's uh yeah, it's definitely definitely a pain. <laughs> yeah. And then to kind of on the continue on that uh, note as far as hunting goes, we have turkey season coming up, so I think we'll be talking a little bit more about turkey season and what to expect in coming up season and what you need to do to be ready for it as far as tags being getting obtained and maybe what to look for when you're in a turkey area perfect (laughs) Um, sounds good yeah go ahead get us out of here joe all right i'll get us out of here guys thanks for listening we appreciate it um thanks for listening continue listening to us uh subscribe like it and uh, we'll catch up with you guys in a week have a good one bye later guys